T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. Yeah. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, let's get a little more baseball into the mix here. I saw I saw a tweet earlier today, and obviously we've got Cardinals and Giants coming up. 7.50 for the pregame show tonight and 8.45 for the first pitch. Uh, very much looking forward to seeing the Cardinals and the Giants square off. Should be a good series, man. It's going to be interesting. The Giants do have a lot of injuries. Uh, a lot of players in their lineup are on the injured list. Uh, I think they've had some COVID tests, positive tests too. Um, and I, you know, we'll we'll talk a bit about more about that during the during the pregame show. But looking forward to the game tonight. Should be a good matchup out in San Francisco. I, I wanted to get to this topic because I saw this on uh, the old Twitter machine, and it just interested me because. Well, because everybody in Cardinal Nation, I, I, I let me rephrase that. I hate to, I hate it when people say everybody, so I should not do that. But a lot of people were blowing me up. Like the Cardinals need to go get Trevor Story. If they don't go get Trevor Story, and what I saw the story today, story about story, that he's already getting booed in Boston. Like they're a month into the season. He just signed a six-year, $140 million contract. And he's getting booed at Fenway. Like He struck out four times today. He was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. And I tweeted this earlier because, and, and this is not, I wanna, again, I want to be clear here on the air just like I was on Twitter. I'm not making a comparison between Trevor Story and Paul DeYoung in terms of how, what kinds of players they are. I mean, Trevor Story has been a stud. And De, DeYoung has had good seasons He's never had Trevor Story seasons. So I want to be clear. I'm not comparing the two of them. But I used DeYoung as an example because so many people that reached out to me during the offseason were adamant that the Cardinals should move on from DeYoung and that they should replace him with $20 million a year Trevor Story. And I'm, by the way, if you had given me that choice in the offseason... I probably would do it too. <laughs> I'm like, I was never against the idea. I just was more observant of the reality that it wasn't going to happen. The Cardinals are probably not going to be a team that's going to have three or four contracts like that. You've got two right now with Goldie and Arenado. And eventually you're going to have to figure out like what you're going to be doing with, with Flaherty, assuming he gets healthy. I mean, you know, his health may keep the big, big, big deal from happening right away. But they're going to leave themselves some room 
to to maneuver. They're not going to back themselves up, back themselves into a corner when it comes to their payroll. That's just not their style. They're not going to do that. Um, you can argue the merits of that. You know, I think some players are worth pushing it, uh, especially young, you know, offensive-minded stud shortstops. You know, guys like Carlos Correa, Corey Seager. Seager was always the guy that if if I was going to dream, I was going to dream on Corey Seager because he's a lefty bat. You know, you could use it. This team needs more left-handed presence. And eventually it's going to be there, right? We will see Nolan Gorman this year. I'm very comfortable saying that. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, in May or if it's going to be in August. I don't know when. But I'm pretty confident you're going to see it. And they're going to need that lefty presence. Right now, you're not getting that from Dickerson. We know that Carlson is struggling. Edmund's actually been really good. But when Tommy Edmund is your most dangerous guy from the left side, nothing against him because he's off to a great start. But, I mean, that that that's a bit of an issue. And it's one of the reasons why when you look at the Cardinals' offensive splits, they crush lefties and they struggle against righties. So they don't have enough guys from the left side that are doing any damage. Well, I saw the tweet about Trevor Story being booed at Fenway today, and I'm like, wow, how bad could it be? Well, he's negative .02 war so far this year. And the reason I use DeYoung as a comparison is because I think we all agree, right, that DeYoung is not going very well. I think that's something, if you were, you can't get Cardinal Nation to agree on much, I guarantee you, you'd get 99% agreement on that that there is a lot of frustration within the fan base when it comes to Paul DeYoung. And again, totally justified. He's not hitting at all, and he didn't hit last year, and he didn't hit the year before that, and he struggled in this latter part of 2019 too. Like I I know. But I use DeYoung as the comp, not because it's a fair comparison for him, because Trevor Story's always been at a higher level than that. But to make the point... That sometimes your big money alternative isn't always the best alternative. And also, you can't make too much out of four weeks. So right now, Trevor's story is negative 0.2 wins above replacement. Where Paul DeYoung is plus 0.3. So essentially, he's a half a run per game better than Trevor's story right now. And Trevor's story... Is in the first year of a six-year, $140 million contract. Now, again, the point was not to compare the two players. Expectations should be much higher for Trevor Story. He's been a better player. He's played, He just signed a much bigger deal and all of that. But really, I wanted to make that point, though, that you, Trevor Story is most likely going to be just fine. Like, you're going to see at the end of the year, his numbers are probably going to look a lot like regular Trevor Story numbers, or at least in the general vicinity. And then we will have spent all of this time early in the year, and I shouldn't say we, the Boston fans that are spending the time now booing him off the field and being really hacked off that he's not playing well at the beginning of the year, going to look back on it and it's like, okay, well, he, he is pretty good. And again, I want to be clear on this. I'm not saying don't judge... Paul DeYoung based on bad numbers that are a continuation of bad numbers from recent years. It's a perfectly logical thing to be concerned about when you're seeing the same thing from a player that's been a problem before and you're seeing it again. 
That's not the same thing as a good player off to a bad start, right? So again, I want to be clear on that. But the point is, be careful judging players this early, especially players with good track records. So as an example, probably a better one, but not it was it, it, it wasn't as clean a fit for the comp when I was when I was on Twitter. But like I don't I don't think Cardinal fans should be judging Corey Dickerson yet and saying that that's a bust or it's a terrible deal. And I've got a couple of guys on Twitter that have been giving me a hard time about that. Like, look, man, 40 at bats is not enough to judge a dude. He's had 40 at bats. 45, sorry. 45 at bats. Now, he hasn't hit for any power. He hasn't gotten any kind of regular playing time, though, because earlier when Newt Bar was here, those two were kind of splitting up the starts against right-handed pitching. We've seen Albert get... 21 at bat so far this year against right-handed pitching. And that is something that worried me when they brought in Albert. It's one of the reasons why, you know, in the offseason when people would ask me about it, I'm like, because eh. I know the temptation is going to be there to let him do some things against righties. And he's not. He's two for 21. Those 21 at bats could belong to Corey Dickerson. And I'm not saying it would fix everything, but, you know, you're looking at a guy in Dickerson who has been a really good hitter for a long time, man. I mean, that that that's part of the problem here is, you know, when you start to, you know, judge people on 45 at bats or whatever, I mean, I mean this is a guy that was a, as, was a good hitter against lefties last year. I mean, I'm sorry, against righties last year. Was a good hitter against righties in 2020. And before that, he was a really good everyday player putting up pretty good numbers. I think he's better than what his stat, his stat line looks like right now. I don't I don't want to judge him based on 45 at bats. But I will say that at one po- at some point the team either has to commit and say Dickerson's going to play against every right-hander for a period of time so that they can find out what they have or you get somebody else that gets the shot. So like today, Juan Yepes is getting the start at DH. It's not Corey Dickerson against a right-handed pitcher. And again, I'm okay with that. Yepes has been really hot in the minor leagues. He got he was two for three yesterday. Hey, play this like you're in the casino, right? You're on a roll. Keep on going. <laughs> you know, when I'm when I'm on a roll playing blackjack, I'm not going to get up and walk away right then. I'm going to have to lose a couple hands before I'm going to get up and leave. So I'm okay with that. But you know, you're you're putting yourself in a spot where it's really hard to come to any real conclusions about Corey Dickerson. So do your best to avoid trying to come to conclusions this early in the year because obviously a lot can change, and we've seen that with some of the Cardinals regulars here in the past. All right, while we're talking some hitting, let's get into this next piece. I thought this was really fascinating. Uh, Eno Saris of The Athletic has a piece today that says that makes a very simple statement. Hitters should be swinging less. They should be taking more pitches. And he backs it up with some analysis. Some of these things are analytical. I'm not going to get buried in the weeds of the numbers. Some of these things are also as simple as some of Ted Williams' old guideposts for being a good hitter. The question is, though, does having players take more pitches and not swing, even if that results in more efficient production, is it better for the sport to have more pitches just sail on through into the catcher's glove? 
We'll take a look at that next up here on KMOX. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's talk hitting. I like talking hitting. It's fun. Hitting is difficult. It's as much art as it is science. And that's what makes it so interesting. And that's, by the way, why I always laugh when people blame hitting coaches all the time for players not doing their things. Because hitting is also very much about feel and how you're seeing at this, seeing a ball at, at a particular time is very much psychological. Every hitting coach that I've ever talked to who's a major league hitting coach has always said you're as much psychologist as you are hitting instructor. You're not always, you know, like people get caught up. And I, I've said this a few times about Paul DeYoung, for example. I think he gets too caught up in mechanics. Um, I know he's an analytical thinker. He's a very smart guy. You know, I mean, he, he, he <laughs> what was it? Was it mechanical engineering that he studied in college? I don't remember. Chemical engineering, whatever it was. It was a smart guy thing. Like he's a really smart guy. And that's kind of, you know, every, and everybody processes things differently. Um, but hitting, hitting is actually conceptually very simple. Unfortunately, your pitchers are always messing with <laughs> the concept. The idea 
according to Ted Williams, who I think was not the first to say this, but the most famous to say this, get a good pitch to hit. You know, Ted wrote wrote about wrote the book called The Science of Hitting. He was a great hitter himself. He was a great hitting instructor. And his first rule of hitting is get a good pitch to hit. It's the number one rule. And, you know, like, you know, I, I coach kids uh, all ages, little guys up to high school and college dudes. And, I mean, it's the first thing that I try to talk to people about because no matter how good your swing is, if you're swinging at crappy pitches, you're not going to hit. And even if you have kind of a crappy swing, if you're only swinging at good pitches, you got a chance. Like half the battle is finding the right pitches to swing at. Well, Eno Saris of The Athletic does a great job with all things kind of analytically based. And he's got a piece today that is really interesting to me. And it's about this. It's essentially, and, and the headline is this, swinging less could be the answer to Major League Baseball's offensive woes. But is it bad for the sport? And that's a, it's a weird dynamic, and I think it's a good headline for that reason. Because swinging less does correlate to hitting better, to putting up better numbers. The pitchers, the, the hitters that swing less tend to have more success. And he goes on, I, I'm not going to get bogged down in the numbers. I'm not going to throw number soup at you. Plus, throwing soup is weird anyway. But the numbers show that those people that swing the most have the least amount of success. The hitters that swing less, because you're swinging, you're being more selective, you're swinging only at the pitches that you're looking for in the locations that you're looking for, for example. Those players tend to be more successful. They they tend to be more productive players. So just as an example, when you swing at pitches outside the zone, you're basically a 200 hitter. Your average exit velocity is 78, 79 miles an hour as a big leaguer, which is really, I mean, those those are like junior high, high school numbers, like low high school, like freshman and high school numbers. But when you swing inside the zone, your batting average goes up, your average exit velo goes up, your slug goes up. Right, so it's an obvious thing, and there's some really good stuff in there from from uh, Juan Soto, who talks about like all he ever worked on since rookie ball was swinging at pitches that he wants to hit, swinging at the ones that are in the strike zone and taking everything else. Sometimes that means you're going to fall behind in counts. Sometimes you're going to strike out. You're going to have long at-bats. You're going to draw a bunch of walks this way, too, because when you're a good hitter, pitchers are going to stay away from the middle of the zone. They're going to try to stay away from your hot zones. So if you're good in, they're going to try to stay away from that. But pitchers also make mistakes. It's very difficult to place the ball exactly where you want it for most pitchers. So the the point here is that major league hitters should actually swing less than they do, which kind of runs counter to the idea that major league baseball wants to create more action, right? You want more action in the sport, You need people swinging the bat, not standing there. Because standing there and running deep counts means more walks. It means more strikeouts. But it also means better production. It also means more efficiency. And then this gets back to something I've been talking about now for years, which is the battle in baseball between efficiency and entertainment. 
right? It's probably more efficient to do something like the Giants did last year, which was play matchups all the time. Lefties against righties, righties against lefties, and when that dynamic changes in mid-game, we are changing the whole lineup right then and there. We're not waiting for a pinch hit opportunity in the ninth inning or whatever. We are just going to flip the script right then and there because we're going to take advantage. And the way that they chose to do that was if, let's say, well, he, so let's say Lamont Wade, who's who's hurt. He's on the IR, so we're not going to see him this weekend um, unless he's due back, and I don't know that. But we're probably not going to see him. But he plays against right-handers for the Giants. And hadn't he really produced last year? If his spot were to come up in the order in the fifth inning, for example, or even the fourth inning against a new pitcher, they brought in a lefty and there were men on base, he's coming out right then and there. Because they know that the men on base part of it is where they can take advantage of the matchup. Now, if there aren't men on base, sometimes they're going to leave you alone and they're going to wait for that more uh, productive opportunity to switch. Well, that's all very efficient. But is it entertaining for the fan? Is it more entertaining for the fan to have a have a have a lineup on a day-to-day basis that doesn't have regular players? You know, you have like two guys that are in there regularly and everybody else is just kind of a role player. They're not stars, they they're they're not impact players, they just kind of roll in and out. Again, there's a question there, a valid question about entertainment value versus efficiency. And this would be another one of those where if if guys are swinging less, that is inherently going to mean fewer balls in play. And what baseball is talking about here lately, trying to find ways to get more balls in play. Well, part of the problem here is you know, you're you're in a really interesting spot with where we are in terms of what we understand and how things, you know, how things work for hitters. Because hitters are facing pitching that's tougher than ever before. Guys throw harder than ever before. These guys have pitches that are literally crafted in a laboratory to look the same for 45 feet and then change in the last 15 feet. Well, you know, the fastball keeps riding, the breaking ball breaks, the sinker sinks, the changeup falls off, whatever. And I, I think what's what's really fascinating about these ideas is that everybody thinks that they have an answer, but nobody can really prove that they do. Right? You have all these ideas about creating more action. You know, in, you know, you want to you want to you want to incentivize more swings. Yeah, but do, is what we want more bad contact? Because if you're going to swing more. This research shows you just get more bad contact. So is bad contact, but more ground balls to the shortstop or more ground balls to second base, is that better than maybe a little bit less action, but when there is action, it's actually good. It's a double. It's a home run. We talk about things like limiting the shift because we're worried about ground balls that aren't singles anymore. But nobody talks about limiting where the outfielders are going to play because those shifts take away doubles and triples. People are like, where are all the triples go? Well, triples are gone because outfielders know where to play each guy. And when you hit the ball there, they're there, and there's no place for the ball to fall in. 
And it's because you have so much more data. The, the positioning is so much more accurate than it used to be because you have more information to feed the algorithm. You have more that goes into knowing where, the, where this guy's going to hit the ball more often than not. We've had the suggestion, this is a topic that my friend Derek Gould and I, that we debate quite a bit, whether it's here on the air on KMOX or on his podcast or whatever. Heck, sometimes it's just us watching a hockey game and eating chicken wings and talking about these things. But, you know, he's argued that if you make the strike zone bigger and make it more and, and, and increase the size at the bottom of the zone, you're going to force hitters to swing the bat more and get more action. Well, my argument is we don't want more bad contact. And bad contact is down at the bottom of the zone. If anything, you want to shrink the area that hitters have to cover. And if you do that, well, then you get more swings because the pitch has to be in a more hittable area. It's really interesting. Again, I I think that that's one of the things that Major League Baseball has to continue to balance is is efficiency versus entertainment. And we do, we're doing that with pitching. You know, star, star pitchers, like ace pitchers, bring an entertainment value to the sport. But it's more efficient to have a pitcher go four innings and then go to the bullpen because you get better results that way until your bullpen burns out and then you got a triple-A bullpen out there and then you kind of light it all on fire. <laughs> it's not, not going to be a good thing when your guys all wear out at the same time. Anyway, that, that's part of kind of the modern baseball battle that's going on now. And I thought Eno Saris did a really good job kind of breaking that down in the athletic. All right, coming up next, more on the Cardinals and the Giants. Game one coming up tonight, four-game series out on the West Coast. What should we expect? We'll get into that in a couple minutes here on KMOI. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, getting close to pregame here on KMOX. Got a lot coming your way for the Cardinals pregame show. We're going to hear from the manager. Uh, Obviously, John and Rick will have first word from the booth. Uh, We're going to hear from Dave Fleming, who's one of the Giants broadcasters, to hear a little bit more about how things are going for them so far this season. Get a little scouting report. We'll hear from Miles Michaelis, who's starting tonight. And I I think this is an interesting test, an interesting series. It doesn't mean we're going to learn, you know, the future of the Cardinals in in this four-game series. But I I think these teams are very similar in terms of overall quality. Uh, You know, they're, they're, they're different in style. The Giants are straight up. We're playing the, the the numbers, we're playing the matchups, we're playing the platoons, uh, and that's how they do it. The Cardinals are doing a little bit more of that, but they're not totally all the way there. So, you know, when you when you look at you know how the Giants lineups change, and I think they're probably a little bit more limited now than they normally would be with some of the injuries, some of the guys that they're missing. But they're definitely that team. I mean, that's that's exactly who they are. And I, I think that, you know, when you look at the lineup, they don't have a bit, a bunch of big stars. 
Uh, they're they're a good team, like today, for example. Uh, they're going, you know, they're going up against Miles Michaelis, and you got a bunch of lefties in there. But they do actually have a couple of guys in there uh, that normally only play against lefties, um, are like like Wilmer Flores, like Darren Ruff. But those again, they they have some injuries, so they're missing a bunch of guys. It's a little bit different look for them. But their lineup today is a hell of a lot different than it would have been last year. Partly because of injuries, but Buster Posey is retired. Um, you know, so Kurt Casale is the catcher. Evan Longoria is hurt. So you've got uh, Vossler as the third baseman. Um, I forget. I think uh, the second baseman is Estrada tonight. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it. So in most of the guys that you're seeing there that were with the Giants last year, Yastrzemski, Flores, Crawford, Ruff, they were used in different roles uh, than they're being used tonight. And the bottom four guys in the order weren't even with the Giants last year. So they're in a kind of an, and, and neither was Jock Peterson, but we know Jock Peterson's pretty good. He's the DH, and he's batting second tonight. So they're, they're a different-look team. And, you know, they, they've changed some things with their, with their roster. Uh, they actually made a few roster moves today, but they've got injuries. They've got, I believe they're missing a guy or two from COVID. And, you know, they've got to go with something that's a little bit different than what they normally do. I actually think for the Cardinals, from the Cardinals' perspective, this is a, a week a good week to get the Giants. They're they're very good and obviously they've got good pitching, but you know, you're getting a bullpen game tonight from them. But you're gonna get Logan Webb in the series. You got Alex Cobb tomorrow. Uh the the schedule originally called for Carlos Rodon on Sunday, but it sounds like there's some doubt about whether or not that's gonna happen. But you look at the Giants, they've lost three games in a row. Uh they've lost five of their last six. So does that mean it's perfect? Well, no, because you could be catching them on a rebound. But because they're a little bit diminished now compared to what they normally are, maybe this is a weekend you could take advantage of. I mean, obviously, your goal this weekend, your 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 minimum goal, you'd like to get out of there with a split. You know that there. You know you're going against a good team on the road, expecting to win three out of four, probably a bit much. Uh, but I don't think it's too much to hope for when you look at the recent struggles. I mean, that you know they. They've only scored two total runs in their last couple of games. The Giants have. Um, they've had some games that have gotten away from them here early. They got blown out by the Nationals a couple of times in that three-game series. They lost 14-4. to They lost 11-5. to Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're a good team, but they're, they're not really in a good spot at the moment. And, you know, you're not in your best spot either. It's not like the Cardinals are tearing the cover off the ball, obviously. I mean, in fact, the offense here is, for the Cardinals has been all or nothing. It's either been really good or really quiet. And what's going to change is that. You know, yes, it has to change. If I were going to rephrase, I would say that's what's got to change. But it, 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 it will. You're not going to be this Jekyll and Hyde offense all season long. It'll balance out at some point. You know, at, but right now it feels like it's, you know, a big outburst or it's a nothing burger. And it's hard to win games when you're putting up a nothing burger. So tonight, I mentioned you've got Miles Michaelis for the Cardinals, uh, and you'll have Mauricio Yovera, who's a relief pitcher, making the start. So again, it's going to be a bullpen day for the Giants. Now, Yovera's an interesting guy. Uh, doesn't have a lot of a, a lot of major league experience. Every bit of his major league experience has been in the bullpen. This is his first major league start. Uh, but he's a reasonably hard thrower. It's not He doesn't throw 100, but his average fastball is 96 miles an hour. But here's the interesting thing, this year anyway, and I know it's a really small sample size for him. You know, he's only thrown three innings at the major league level. But 
three out of every four pitches that he's thrown this year are sliders. So when you think about him facing the Cardinals lineup, in a Cardinals lineup that has only two guys that are going to swing from the left side of the plate, this is what I'm talking about when you look at how the Giants do things, right? The Giants are putting a slider-heavy right-hander out there as an opener for today because they that you can look at the Cardinals lineup and see only two guys batting from the left side. That'll be Edmund in the leadoff spot and then Carlson hitting eighth. Everybody else is a right-hander. So that plays into what this guy does well. Now, teams are hitting 300 against his slider this year, although the expected numbers are a little bit better than that. But he throws a lot of those sliders, and he's throwing 95, 96 miles an hour right now. So, you know, when you look at a righty-heavy lineup, it makes sense to start with a guy like that if you have to go with a bullpen day. See how much effect it has. Um, you know, the Cardinals this year, I know I've talked about it a lot, and I'm probably going to keep talking about it because I think it's an important thing that's going to have to get fixed. Most most pitchers in baseball are right-handed pitchers. And against right-handed pitchers this year, the Cardinals have really, really struggled. And I don't think that's a this-year thing. I think that's something that's been going on for a couple of years. And, you know, when you look at the lineup, it, you know, it, just, it somewhat makes sense because you've got a lot of right-handed hitters, although some of them, you know, like Goldie and Arenado, eh, I mean, they don't care righty-lefty. They seem to hit pretty well no matter who's up there. But other guys are a little bit tougher, have a little bit tougher time with the righties. But this year against right-handed pitching, the Cardinals are hitting 226. And that's a 624 OPS. And 676 is the average OPS in Major League Baseball right now. So you're way below average against right-handed pitching. Against lefties, though, the Cardinals are doing damage. 837 OPS and slugging almost 500 against lefties. Now, 263 batting average doesn't seem a lot, but for a team, that's really good. That would put you well above average in Major League Baseball this year. So I would imagine you're not going to see very much of a, of a left-handed presence against the Cardinals this weekend. You're, like, you're not going to see. They do have some good lefty relievers in their pen that get right-handers out, but the Giants will play those matchups. And like I said, you've got Yovera starting today as a righty. You're going to have Cobb out there tomorrow, and then you're going to have Webb out there on Saturday, it looks like. But the Cardinals hitters doing better against right-handed pitching is going to be a big key here you know to get the offense going a little bit or finding more guys that can contribute from the left side whether that's Corey Dickerson or eventually Nolan Gorman Lars Newtbar certainly going to be a process as we go through the early part of this season hang tight man we got the pregame show coming up next on KMOX we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 